Welcome to New York Institute of Technology's podcast, The Scope. Produced by the College of Osteopathic Medicine, our episodes focus on the medical school experience and how it helps shape future physicians. Learn about exciting new health and wellness initiatives, cutting-edge medical research and technology, and how to effectively navigate medical school. We are excited to have you join us. Good afternoon, and welcome to the Scope Podcast. Today, we are completing the second part of our special podcast series, Adapting to the New Norms of Medical School. Please join me in welcoming our panel of third and fourth year students who will share their insights, experiences, and discuss their best practices associated with effectively managing the clinical years. From our New York campus, third year medical students Amina Hader and Marnie Wilkoff, and fourth year medical student Brady Stevens, and from our Arkansas campus, third-year medical student Hunter Rennie, and fourth-year medical student Nerissa Fernandez. And I'm your host for today, second-year medical student Kimberly Fasiglione. Thank you for joining us. I would like to open our conversation today by asking our panelists, prior to the pandemic, what were your expectations for the clinical years of your medical education, and how are they different today due to the COVID pandemic? Marnie, why don't you start us off? So I don't know if I'm just in a unique situation, but I've so far been fortunate enough to not have any of my rotations canceled, which I know many students have had rotations canceled and it, you know, can kind of throw you in a, a loop and a frenzy because that's obviously not how you planned your clinical years to go. But with that being said, there are still some differences. I know on some of my rotations, students have not been allowed to go into the clinic, like on family medicine and OBGYN. So we are missing some outpatient experiences that we would otherwise be getting if the pandemic you know, was not a thing and not happening. So we are not experiencing everything to the full extent that we would be if life was back to normal. But I still think that I'm still getting a great clinical education and I'm still experiencing most of the things that I plan to experience. But, you know, some of the hands-on experience and some of the minor uh, exam skills that we would learn in clinic such as say pap smears for OBGYN, we haven't really had the opportunity to do, but you know, it's okay, life happens and I'm, I'm sure we'll get that experience in the future. Narissa, do you have something to add? Yeah, I definitely agree with Marnie. I think I've also been really fortunate to be able to do most of my rotations in person, but as a fourth year medical student, I was thinking that this year I would have been able to do more way rotations or um, also doing more like complex rotations like ICU or infectious disease. But because of the pandemic, um, that hasn't been allowed. Students aren't allowed into the ICU or uncertain rotations just for safety. So we've had to be kind of creative about how we're going to get that experience, um, whether it be speaking with residents or attendings in that field and trying to get an idea of what their day looks like and what the field looks like. Hunter, go ahead. So my experience is pretty similar to everybody else's who's chimed in. Um, I've luckily been able to have inpatient and outpatient exposure so far, which has been really nice. But the big thing that I didn't plan on having in first and second year, or at least the beginning of second year, was just being leery and afraid of COVID. You walk into a patient's room in the hospital and or they didn't have COVID necessarily, and then they get shipped out to an LTAC for recovery and rehab, and then they come back because, oh, guess what? They had a positive COVID like four days after they left. 
and you saw that patient, you weren't under any precautions. You were right next to that patient. You were doing a full physical exam on this guy, just talking to him and having a normal conversation. Next thing you know, you got COVID. So the unknown is something that I didn't prepare for. And it's still something that's kind of leery and big on my mind. And I think it's big on everybody else's mind as well. Yeah, I think I can definitely agree with that. The unknown for me and for everyone in our lives, not just medical students, but the unknown has been the big one and we're the ones on the front line. So experiencing that firsthand must have been very stressful for you, but you're definitely getting through it. And I'm glad to hear that you're still having somewhat of the experience that you anticipated. Amna, do you have something you want to add? Yeah, I wanted to agree with uh, what Hunter was saying. When it comes to a lot of the unknowns, there's a lot of uncertainty, especially when you're not sure if your next rotation is going to happen or not, or it's going to be canceled. So my expectations prior to the pandemic were more so like every other student who was going to expect to have more hands-on exposure, to have much more in-person experiences. But now it's more so to be very flexible in terms of uh, the unpredictability and making sure that you can get as much as you can out of each experience and being okay with having that uncertainty going forward and making sure that whether or not your rotation is guaranteed next, that you're getting the experience that you want when you're in the rotation itself. Thank you, Amina. So have any of you had to do a virtual rotation? Brady, go ahead. So I'm a fourth year currently, and towards the end of my third year was when the pandemic hit. And I was on my uh, internal medicine rotation, which is typically for us eight weeks. And we had done about a week and then we were kicked out or, you know, removed from the hospitals. And so the rest of that rotation, which is a pretty critical rotation for med students that was online and it was very different. I think at, at that point, this was completely unexpected and our school worked really hard to try to prepare something for us kind of last minute. And so it obviously wasn't exactly the same as in person, but, you know, they tried to, to give us exposure to clinical cases to at least learn the material, the academic material from the rotation, but obviously missed out on the patient interaction experience. I had a few rotations that were virtual during my fourth year as well. After having some time during the pandemic, those were a little bit more robust and uh, specified to more specific interests like addiction medicine through the school. It wasn't ideal, but you kind of take what, uh, what, what you can get and make the most of it. Hunter. So I had to do one week of virtual because I actually got COVID. I had to do one week of internal medicine while I was in my quarantine period and going from virtual internal medicine to talking about managing patients to actually going to hands-on and actually getting to see the patients. Personally, I understand the need for a virtual rotation because we all have to be safe, but it doesn't replace the hands-on by any means. So thank you, Hunter. I'm glad to see that you're feeling better and we're still able to have that experience in person and virtual. So when you did the virtual rotation, did either of you feel like it was harder to stay motivated or stay on a schedule, or did you still have a regimented schedule like you would have if you were in the clinics and in the hospitals? Hunter, why don't you start us off? 
So since I had COVID, it was a little harder to stay motivated because I just didn't feel like it. We were going over a case and we'd been sent the information and things, but just, I was like, well, I have the scheduled time. I can just prep before it. And then it's only an hour's worth of this and going over the case. So it's no big deal. There wasn't as much of a pressing manner that I, much of a pressing attitude that I had as I do in clinic. Thank you. I feel like anyone would feel that way in that position. Brady, did you have a similar experience other than having COVID? Yes, I absolutely felt uh, less motivated, um, you know, to go from having several months of third year doing patient interactions and things like that to then having several months during the beginning of the pandemic um, that were completely virtual. It was very easy to lose motivation and to not lose track of time, but it's it's easy to push things off uh, when you more or less have a lot of t- all the time in the world. And so motivation was definitely a problem. And it kind of felt like going a little bit backwards. The first two years of med school is very much studying and classwork and things like that. And the second two years are typically clinical. And I was going from clinical back to studying and books and things like that. So it kind of felt like I was going backwards a little bit. So I was definitely happy when I was able to get back into the hospitals. Thank you, Brady. So going off of that for our third year medical students, what was it like studying for the Comlex level one during the pandemic? Amina. So the whole boards process was definitely very unconventional as the studying itself was just very difficult when you knew what the world outside was going through. There were also a lot of closures and cancellations of prometric sites. So a lot of students had their exams postponed to weeks or months later and even into the rotations. I had my exams postponed into rotations. So we had to study alongside rotations as well. And that was just something of the situation going on at the moment. Um, When it came to dedicated, you really couldn't shut yourself out as most students tend to do during dedicated studying because the pandemic, the protests, everything going on was just very historical and board studying was kind of like distracting to have a lack of a better word. Kind of what I would say as advice is that um, you need to realize that by becoming a doctor during the pandemic, you have to have that motivation to study because that's the only way that you could help others. This whole entire pandemic is involved in terms of the medical field. So um, it was definitely hard to keep that focus long-term, but every now and then it was necessary to keep it there just because you knew you had to get through into third year, you had to get through into fourth year. I completely agree with what Amna's saying. Um, It's very challenging, especially with basically for a lack of better word, the world on fire around you. And you're just trying to, not just trying to, but you're trying to get through this test, which holds so much weight in your future, but you're so caught up in everything going on in the world that you're saying to yourself, how am I supposed to study for this test when everything else is going around and there's a worldwide pandemic and the protests, like you said, it was just very hard to focus especially someone who has never studied at home, never worked at home. I would always go to a library. I was just very out of my element and like, as I would say, confuzzled, which is is not even a real word, but like, I don't know, you're just so all over the place and out of your element that it's, it was very challenging and you make it work because you have to. But yeah, it was just something that none of us ever thought we would have to balance. 
Thank you, Marnie. So do you have any advice for first year medical students or second year medical students like myself who are experiencing studying for boards and studying for our lecture material at home for the first time during this pandemic? I would definitely make a schedule. So I had like a daily schedule of stuff I wanted to get done. And then I also had, when I say an hourly schedule, I didn't really mean like hour by hour, but I like carved out blocks. So like eight to 12, I would do question sets from one of my question banks. And then, you know, 12 to one would be lunch. And then one to, let's say three would be something else. So that really helped me stay on track. If you don't really have a schedule, you're kind of just sitting in your room, office, wherever you're studying all day with no set plan. And I think that could be a little dangerous because, you know, you can go nap or you can go watch TV. So if you have something in front of you saying, okay, I need to work until 6 p.m., then, you know, after 6 p.m., you get all your work done, you can do whatever you want. I think to piggyback off that, I think having a schedule is extremely important because on the other side of the Netflix and nap, you could also just completely try and burn yourself out. You have all these things that you think that you need to get done within a certain period of time and you stress and it's anxious and you think the weight of the world is on the shoulders of your shoulders right now for this test and you burn out. I experienced it. I started board studying in January. So I would board study the material that we were studying in lecture. And then once I finished that, I would fill it in with something else and had a schedule and all this stuff. And thankfully, my test didn't get pushed back. I don't know how. I guess I'm lucky. But by the time I got to my complex date, I was so burnt out and just ready to be over with it. I didn't care what I got. I just wanted to go in and get the test and get it over with because I was just so tired of looking at all of that stuff and thinking about it because I'd burn myself out. So definitely be mindful and don't stress as much. Maybe work some self-care into your schedule as well. I think that's extremely important. Thank you so much for that, Hunter. I definitely know it's January and I've started my board studying and it's an experience to say the least. I'm trying not to burn myself out, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm taking it day by day, kind of as Marnie was saying, making a day by day schedule. So thank you for saying to add in some self-care. Does anyone have any tips for how to take care of yourself while on rotations during the pandemic and add in some healthy living practices? Are you able to exercise? Amina, you can start. So I'm still figuring out this one myself, um, but something that I like doing is putting my hobbies into the time of day that I'm most mentally lazy. So for example, when I get home from a rotation and I'm really tired and all I want to do is sleep, but even if I tried getting work done, I'd probably just fall asleep. So that's when I put in anything like drawing, reading comics, exercise, watching TV. I love watching Jeopardy. And it really prevents me from immediately falling asleep then. So then I can really get some studying in done before I go to bed. And having that healthy habit, that healthy, healthy routine is nice because it can be transitioned into many different rotations. So no matter how busy your rotation is, you know that that's the time when I really couldn't have gotten anything else done, but I have time for myself. That's amazing advice. I will for sure be taking that, adding in my self-care during my lazy times of the day. Thank you. Marnie, you have something to add for us? So I, I know not a lot of people would do this unless you do, then like, let me know. I wake up before my rotation to work out. 
I feel like it just sets the mood for the day. A lot of you guys are shaking your head no. I know the listeners, you can't see everyone right now. So I knew that would be my response. But I feel like it set my mood for the day. I would go to Orange Theory probably five days a week before the pandemic hit. Um, I would go with my mom and it just like set the mood for my whole day. I was so awake and I was just happier. And I realized days I didn't go, I was way more tired, even though I would wake up probably an hour before to work out. So I started doing that again recently. And once again, I'm just super awake and it's fun. And it's not, you know, fun to wake up at five in the morning, but at the same time, you go to bed a little earlier and it just gives me a nice little boost to my day. So I know that's not for everyone, but you guys are out there. I think you should try it. So Marnie, you said you just started going back. So what were you doing in the meantime? Nothing. (laughs) I was being really lazy for a couple of months and I think that's okay, but we did just get a Peloton and I am very obsessed with it. So I've been doing that religiously since we got it and we'll see how long that you know, stays. Narissa. Yeah. So I think it would be helpful to, if you can kind of combine some of the things that you need to get done with hobbies. So something I discovered is that I actually really like cooking. Um, So I've started like trying different recipes and I kind of enjoyed that time. And at the same time, I'm meal prepping. So that way when I'm on my rotations and I'm busy during the week, I'll still have something to eat and I can kind of plan ahead that way. That's definitely a productive hobby that I wish I had, but unfortunately I do not. Does anyone have anything else they would like to add about how they have self-care or introduce exercise? So I know, Marnie, you mentioned before that you didn't do a lot for a while and that you said that that made you lazy, but I don't think that necessarily makes you lazy. I think um, there were definitely rotations where I did not do anything This year was more difficult, but sometimes you get to do like a sub internship or um, rotation at a place that you might want to might be interested for residency. And oftentimes those uh, are pretty much like hours that you'll work in residency. So, you know, you get there for sign out at 630 a.m. and you stay until sign out at 630 p.m. And so by the time you get home, you are, you eat dinner and you're falling asleep while you're eating dinner and you're just exhausted and it's okay to, you know, relax. And oftentimes I would just watch some Netflix and then go to bed and that's totally okay. Um, You know, you work hard throughout the day and if you're able to get a little reading in on the patients that you have, that's great. But if you don't, that's also okay. You know, you can find time on the weekends or other times, but it's okay to allow yourself relaxation and obviously sleep. Sleep is very important to me. And so even if I didn't get done exactly what I wanted to for the day, I made sure to get my sleep in or else the next day was going to be rough. Thank you, Brady. Yeah, I feel like as medical students and as the outside world, we have these unrealistic expectations that medical students are always tired, not getting enough sleep, always studying, always working hard. And in the world that we're living in today, it's just not realistic to do all of that and not take care of yourself. So definitely can agree with that, that sometimes you just need to not do anything to make yourself feel better. So going off of something that you said, Brady, How have the residency application cycle changed because of the pandemic? And what has it been like applying to residency during this time? That is a great question. Yeah, so this year was completely different from what I expected. And I think Narissa can say the same thing. 
typically during fourth year, you are, you apply to your residencies in like the fall and you're also doing rotations at places where you might want to go to residency to get it, get to see the hospital, get to meet the residents and then they get to see you. So it's kind of like an audition or something like that. And those were very, very much minimized, uh, if not eliminated for students. They're also called away rotations and students weren't really able to do those. Um, and then additionally, during the time in fourth year, you are you have applied to residencies and you're doing interviews, which in a normal year, you would get to go travel to those hospitals um, and do your interview day at the hospital, get to meet the residents, meet the program directors, see the hospital. And this year, all interviews were made completely virtual. And so you spend a lot of time on Zoom, <laughs> like many people are used to these days. But for this, you are interviewing for where you're going to spend the next three years of your life. So it's a little bit, there's kind of a lot of pressure. Um, so it's definitely not the same. It's sometimes difficult to get a feel for the program and the people there, but uh, all of the residency programs, at least for, from my experience, and I'm applying pediatrics, all of the program directors and residents really did their best to try to replicate what it would be like in person. And um, because just as much as you're inter they're interviewing you, you're interviewing them and trying to figure out if you want to go there. So it's been different, but to be honest, we can't really compare it to anything else. Uh, so, you know, we kind of just take what we've been given. Luckily, that interview time is winding down and we'll be matching soon. But I think, Narissa, I'd like to hear your experience as well. Yeah, I definitely agree with pretty much everything you said. Uh, the Zoom fatigue is real. <laughs> but I think it has been really difficult to kind of get a sense of the program and really see if you would be able to fit in over there. Um, but I do appreciate how open and sympathetic all of the program directors have been and residents have been that this year is a little bit different. So I think going forward, we'll have to kind of make our best educated guess on that. And by having like the resident, instead of having like resident dinners the night before, like they would usually do, a lot of the programs are doing like meet and greet with the residents as a Zoom session before your interview, um, or giving ample opportunity to communicate with residents during the interview day itself. And that has really helped with being able to get a sense of the program and seeing how everybody gets along. That's great. I'm glad to hear from both of you that it's kind of working out how it needs to work out anyway, and you're still getting enough of an experience to make your decision. And hopefully it's a good one. I wish you both the best of luck. It's so exciting to future doctors among us. Very soon you'll have that DO after your name. So you all talked about your experiences and how things are different than you expected, but what has been the best thing to come out of the pandemic for each of you? Brady. I would say that it was a confirmation that I am choosing the right field. The journey into medicine is very long and it's difficult and it's easy to get discouraged. But when, when the country you know, went into lockdown and throughout this pandemic, I've just been really excited that I get to be a part of the healthcare field. We'll eventually be able to, to help patients. And so I think that that has been really reassuring and, uh, and motivating. Yeah, so and the other thing is that uh, this pandemic has really showed how people can, can come together in a crisis 
and uh, it's it's exciting that we'll get to be a part of it, and we have been a part of that. Hunter, do you have something to add? I've got two things. Non-clinically, the best thing to come out of the pandemic was my son, so yay for that one. Uh, he was born in October, and then clinically, um, I was actually given the ability to see what the pandemic is actually doing in real time. I don't think it's necessarily something that people could see as a positive, but knowledge and firsthand experience is definitely something that's very strong and very positive whenever you're trying to educate other people. Uh, I was lucky enough to be able to go into the ERs and we had COVID patients. We would have at least one to two COVID patients a shift. And I was with my attending and I was seeing the patients. I was reading the chest x-rays, reading the chest CTs. We had to intubate a COVID patient and all that hands-on stuff and being able to see what the pandemic does. It's a positive because it opens your eyes to how serious it is. The ability to show people firsthand experience, not show, but tell people firsthand experience so that they actually understand what's going on and what the healthcare system is actually going through. I think that's something super, super beneficial to everybody. Congratulations on the birth of your son. And I can't agree more that it has put us in a position where we're medical students, we're that intermediary where your family's asking you a million questions so that they don't have to go see their doctor. And so you as third and fourth year medical students, seeing it firsthand, you can be that person telling your family, no, this is serious. You really need to stay home. You do need to wear your mask. I'm experiencing this. This is really happening. Um, so you really get to be that person for people that can help educate them, as you were saying. Does anyone else have any positives that they'd like to add? Narissa? Yeah, I think one of the positives uh, that I had was some of the learning experiences that I took from the pandemic. And that was mainly seeing kind of what patients' reactions were or how they coped with it, because a lot of patients were pretty isolated um, being in the hospital is already an isolating experience, but having to be there without their family or people allowed to visit them, I think that's been really difficult on patients. And so something that I've learned is how important it is to be there for the patients, take the extra time to be with them, um, and just give them as many opportunities they can to ask you questions or anything, because they feel really, really lonely. And um, it's nice to have somebody there with them since they can't have their family. That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think the physicians of the future who are going through school right now and experiencing this are going to be amazing and so empathetic and can really relate to their patients, like you can say, just from seeing it firsthand. And I think we've all been affected by this in some way, whether it's our education or a family member getting ill or ourselves getting ill. And I think it's great that we'll be able to put that into our practice as a physician. I would like to thank our student panelists for sharing their experiences, insights, and recommendations. I know I learned so much from you as a second year medical student, and I'm looking forward to being in your shoes next year in hopefully better circumstances. It is clear, although many things are much different than we anticipated as medical students, we are resilient, creative, and passionate about learning and ultimately practicing medicine. 
As medical students during this unique time in history, we will strive to use these new norms to become even stronger, more prepared and effective physicians of the future. Thank you for joining us today.